0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the NatWest Markets US Election Watch podcast. I'm Brian Dangerfield, the head of G10FX strategy in the US.
1: And I'm John Briggs, head of strategy in the US.
0: So John, election day is finally here. Today we're gonna talk about election day dynamics, talking about some of the timings of the results and how we think think things are going to unfold tonight. But before we do, John, has anything happened over the last weeks that have changed our base case?
1: Nope, we still see a democratic sweep as the highest probability outcome. Um, which means better risk assets, steeper curves, weaker dollar. There is a lot of market energy, um, a lot of discussion around a Republican outperformance to take the Senate. However, I think a lot of that is just this previous anxiety that you know Trump was going to pull one out in the end, he can't believe the polls, that where market participants are shifting that feeling away from Trump and more now just towards the Senate, where there is Greater doubt, and I think that's fair because it is close. It's going to be um, much closer as to who has control of the Senate. Um, but more broadly, back to the presidency, you know, Georgia, North Carolina, Florida, Ohio, Texas—they're all toss-ups. That's kind of where they've been. Biden still has an edge in Arizona, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. And I say edge—that means polling um, four points or higher. Tons of weekend polls all reinforce that kind of the the same story. And you know, come back to something we've we've talked about before you know, uh, 94 million people have already voted. So the president, the president and um, Vice President Biden are both chasing a diminishing amount of um, people that haven't voted yet. So um, where most of the discussion now though is going is, as you mentioned in the intro, is when are we gonna know? Uh, if we do get the democratic sweep, we should know pretty quickly, right?
0: Yes, I think that's right. So specifically, we are looking at East Coast state early reporting bellwether, specifically in the southeast of the country. So we're talking about Florida, Georgia, and North Carolina. On the presidential side, Florida is really a must-win for the president. And so this is a state that reports early, and the dynamics of how they report their mail-in ballots may mean that we get results relatively early in the night. So for President Trump, it's really a must-win. But if Biden is able to win Florida and that's decided relatively early, I think the market might price towards a Biden presidency relatively quickly. A similar dynamic probably exists in the Senate, though, to a lesser extent. We think that North Carolina, which is also one of the early reporting states, the Senate seat in that state is one of the most likely to be the seat that ends up flipping the Senate control from Democrat to Republican, excuse me, between Democrats and Republicans. Um, And so if we are able to get decisive results in favor of Democrats in those two states relatively early, then that might be a scenario where the market has a pretty clean view uh, of that we're heading towards a Democratic sweep uh, and might be pricing towards that. If Trump and Republicans are are able to outperform, if Trump's able to take Florida and uh, and as well as North Carolina, uh, it looks like we might be in for a much longer night.
1: Yeah, and I think that's important. That The quick the quick decision time is Biden outperforming. If Trump outperforms, though, you know, and he takes all that and takes Florida or he's outperforming in Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, you know, then that's the scenario where the votes in Pennsylvania, which don't count early, they don't even open the envelopes early or check signatures. They do nothing until election morning. You know, that's a little bit of a head start, but not as much as some of these other states. You could see a scenario where you guys, um, where we... Uh, need to wait for, for up until Friday, which is what Pennsylvania officials say it might take a few days to go. So that's the, that's the, you know, the, the Trump scenario is that we're probably going to take longer to know whether it's election night the next day, or potentially even a couple of days, depending if it's very close.
0: So to add a couple specifics on that, the states we're really watching are Pennsylvania most, uh, first and foremost, but also Michigan. These are the two among the battleground states we think are most likely to have their results delayed, and as a result, most likely to be critical in the delay or contested election scenario. Pennsylvania looks like it's really the center of contested election uh, fears. The president sort of made it clear. He almost already pre-intends on challenging the results there. It's a state, John, as you mentioned, where early processing doesn't start till very late in the process, and they also accept ballots after the deadline. Same with Michigan. So, in both cases, um, in order to get to the delay scenario, remember that Trump has to outperform really across the country to make it so close that it would come down to these two and perhaps one or two other smaller states where results might be delayed. And so, we would require Trump to outperform and then to get to a point where it would require knowing the formal results of these two states. Remember that Joe Biden doesn't necessarily need to win Michigan and Pennsylvania in order to take the presidency, especially if he takes Florida, which is why Florida is so important um, in this election.
1: Yeah. So in sum, that's the Biden win is probably going to know. Well, I shouldn't say probably. The risk is that a Biden win is known relatively early. Well, if it's a Trump win, it takes longer. And the other part of this is the Senate. Right. And we've we discussed this before. The key to the Senate is key for fiscal. If we have mixed government, we're probably not going to get the large ticket fiscal spending. We'll get some, you know, we'll get some probably COVID relief bills. Um between now, you know, potentially even before a uh, new government sits in January, but certainly we think that there's going to be um, more stimulus. But the big ticket climate plan, health care plans, all the all the large spending tickets we've looked at for uh, under a United Democratic government. So, you know, on on the Senate, here's where things do remain close. Um, continue to feel the path for a Democratic sweep on the Senate side is actually through North Carolina followed by the two Georgia Senate seats. Maine seems to be solidly blue. Iowa seems to have, over the weekend, gone a little bit more red. You know, still close, but North Carolina and Georgia seem to be the two places, that if you're going to focus on anything um, when it comes to the Senate, you should, you should focus that uh, on those two states. And it's also the one, the more likely longer-term delay, you know, more than maybe some hours or even a couple of days, is... Knowing for the market to know whether we do have mixed government or united democratic government, because the two Georgia Senate seats, one of them certainly heading to a runoff. Um, you know, we had had that seat in the in red, so it doesn't preclude the a democratic uh, majority in the Senate, but you know, just adds some uncertainty. The other Georgia seat actually could go to runoff if you don't get fit more than fifty percent. There is a third party candidate, and. North Carolina, just looks very close. I mean, in the 2018 Rick Scott Florida Senate seat took 12 days to count everything just because it was so close. So, you know, I think that for me, there's been a lot of talk of long term delays, presidency, Trump challenging things. I actually think it's more plausible on the Senate side. You know, we'll see. But um, if the Democrats have 51 seats and, you know, we're waiting for the Georgia ones, the market's not going to care. But if, if it's 49-50 or 50-49 or such, then then it'll make a big difference.
0: Thanks very much, John. So we'll be paying very close attention to the Southeast U.S., Florida, Georgia, North Carolina in particular, both on the Senate side and on the presidential side. And then, of course, we'll be watching the upper Midwest as well, though those are states where we think that delays are more likely. So that's all the time we have today. Thank you very much for listening. You can find our podcast on Spotify. If you like this podcast, please give it a like and subscribe. Thank you very much for listening.
1: Thank you.